Windows 10. Revolutionize the power of gaming on your PC with Windows 10. Sign up today for your free update. You won't regret it. Windows 10. Because Microsoft means gaming. Hello there! You are listening to the Quarter to Three Games Podcast. My name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not Skyrim. Oh, and I am Jason McMaster, and my game of the week is not Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh, but it could be one, it could be Phantom Pain, it could be any number of Metal Gears. It could be. McMaster, we established before this recording that you are terrible at identifying music. Let's see how you do yes. with this week's uh, intro song. What recording artist is currently playing? Uh, I don't really know, actually. I really don't know that. Um, uh, it sounds familiar, but I couldn't place it for some reason. No, no, I, I really believe this time I believe you're pulling my leg. Before I believed you got it wrong, you <laughs> absolutely must know what that was. Come on. <sighs> Is it Van Halen? Oh my god! Oh my god! Dude, that was a joke. I knew it wasn't Van Halen. (laughs) Seriously, you were sitting here, McMaster. McMaster, first of all, I'm not angry. I'm just deeply disappointed in you. (laughs) You were listening to a cut from Physical Graffiti, a Led Zeppelin album, and you in earnest guessed, is it Van Halen? I did not in... Dude, it doesn't even sound like Van Halen. That was a joke. Was it really? If it was a joke, you totally got me, because if it wasn't a joke, I don't know that I can be f- your friend anymore. <laughs> Dude, that doesn't sound anything like Van Halen. <laughs> no, it, so- it sounded like Led Zeppelin, but I didn't know what song it was. Okay. not identify it. <laughs> huh. All right. I, I don't know if I've been trolled or if I have <laughs> dinged you. I'm not sure who won this round, McMaster, so we're going to have to have another round later. I um, think we all lost on that. That's a good point. Yes, I think we all lost. <laughs> By the way, I should mention to the listeners, uh, this episode is brought to you by Windows 10, revolutionizing the power of gaming on your PC with Windows 10. Sign up today for your free update. You won't regret it. Windows 10, because Microsoft means gaming. Uh, So, McMaster, this is just uh, a general episode we're going to do, but you and I were privy to uh, one of these great mysteries of the podcasting universe is that every now and then people will record Uh a podcast and something will screw up and the podcast will go missing. Yes. Um, We've had, thankfully, very few of those here at Quarter to Three with the movie podcast and the games podcast. However, we have had them from time to time. It's been literally years since that happened, except for... Brandon. uh, Oh, that's right. When you guys were coming for me, I think, right? (laughs) Yeah, Brandon lost the... uh... The the guys from Borderlands too, of <laughs> all the people too. Yeah, and that's one that nobody really cares about. It's a little game that not many people know, yeah. so it's okay to lose that one. It's not like it's oh, yeah. a big title, right? Um, right. But you and I recorded, and this is sad because we had with us a fellow who had a British accent, and you don't hear that very often in the world. Oh podcast. no, man. you certainly don't hear that at quarter to three. We no. we generally favor Americans, um, but we had an Englishman on to talk about Heroes of the Storm. Uh, McMaster, can you sort of briefly recap for us what the listeners would have heard if they had heard our Heroes of the Storm podcast? 
Well, probably something about fish and chips, etc., etc. Right, um, right. And the ob- queen and bad dental uh, care, right? All those things. Uh, right. Obviously. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, it's Rich Greenhill, so, I mean, a lot about the queen. He just loves the queen. So, uh, and on top of that, a uh, good bit of uh, Heroes of the Storm talk. Uh, you know, we're all very positive towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played nonstop basically since that podcast, and that was a couple of weeks ago. So, And that, by the way, was uh, McMaster, I sort of feel like that that was a minor victory. In that we 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 got you off of your addiction to League of Legends. That's true. I've, it's kind of been replaced with one for Heroes of the well, Storm. You know, that's how methadone works. You get well, it's, it's like how AA works. You go and replace coffee and cigarettes for sure. alcohol. You know, or or methadone. Right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You, you got to have that replacement in there. And Heroes of the Storm's a pretty good one. It takes less of my life away. It seems like. And I was also really into it, even though I uh, I'm I'm very anti MOBA. Uh, I have a card that says it. I signed up for the card. Yeah, yeah. I, I go to the meetings every week. Um, but this was a MOBA that I, I really got into. And for various reasons, you know, Rich, who you mentioned was our guest, he uh, was a games editor at Yahoo for a while. He had yeah. a job with Riot Games. So yeah. he was basically in the belly of the MOBA beast, if, if you will. Um, but he also was very much into Heroes of the Storm. So in a way, we were three very unlikely converts to right. uh, Blizzard's MOBA. Uh McMaster, why don't you briefly tell us um, what, How it goes. Well, what makes it work for you? Like why you like, as a, as a former League of Legends addict, uh, why you like Heroes of the Storm? Well, yeah, actually, and uh, my, my views have kind of changed a bit since last time. Ooh. So it, it's kind of a, an interesting game. It's a lot deeper than uh, I think people have given it credit for um, until, until you actually get into the game. Because it is, it's very accessible, so I think that leads right. to a lot of people to assume, oh, it's for babies or whatever. Right. I mean, the, the things that they've removed from the game are what last hitting is, is really it. Unless you're coming from Dota, then it's last hitting, and that they also do not have denial. Um, but the maps are uh, many and varied, which is interesting, and in a way I would think I wouldn't like it because I'm so used to the standard three-lane um, yeah, I, I on a strife map style that they've used forever, uh, but uh, they're they're pretty entertaining. Uh, there's only a couple of maps I'm not overly fond of. Uh, most of them are, they have cool objectives, um, and and once you get into the game, you start to kind of realize that there is a lot more going on. Um, it's it's real easy when you first start playing to ignore the camps and even just kind of over-obsess over certain objectives. Because, you know, the maps in that are uh, much different than the League of Legends maps uh, map uh, because it's it has different um, objectives that you do. Like, say, for we'll just take some of the more fascinating ones. Uh, Haunted Mines. Uh, they, they, this one's fascinating because it's like a two-story map. Uh, the top only has two lanes and only has two, uh, no, three neutral camps and has a couple of little sight towers. But every certain, like, few minutes, the mines open up and there's all these goblins, or not goblins, but uh, zombies, skeletons down there. You go and you kill them and you collect their skulls. And... I believe it is an undead mine, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, you go down there, you get all their skulls and stuff. Uh, there's a hundred total. So whichever team gets the most gets a more powerful um, kind of like this pushing kind of boss character guy that can go in and do a lot of damage to towers and stuff. He'll ignore creeps and he'll ignore players. He's just there to to pound down towers and uh, and, and just to destroy the base. So so really, it, it encourages you to go down in there and fight for them. 
But at the same time, you have to be careful uh, because it's real easy to to kind of get, I don't know, away from your team or kind of get turned around. Yeah, or tangled, up, tangled up with someone else down there collecting skulls. Or, yeah, right. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, a variation from the normal, you know, either lane-based or jungling gameplay. Uh, each of the maps has some kind of uh, gimmick that encourages you to break away from that paradigm of you're either laning or you're jungling. Hey, here's another activity you can do. It's going to mix it up, and it and it does it in, not necessarily constantly, but it does it with these little gameplay beats, like the undead mines only open every so often. Right, right. And I mean, well, once they open the first time, they're always open, which is kind of funny. So if you ever think of that and you want to sneak up on somebody, if you want to get down there earlier and ambush people, you can still go down there even if there's nothing. Oh, the skulls aren't spawning. Right, right. The, they, the first time, it doesn't uh, open until the first spawn, but after that, it's always open. Right. So a great strategy for that is if your entire team has been fighting, everybody goes back, they heal up completely you know, 15 seconds early, they go down in there, Ooh, and they get set. Sneaky. You know, I like that. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people in the game, they don't heal up before they go down into the mines. So like, if you are at, your team's at full health and full mana, and theirs isn't, you're just going to crush them. So it just, it just kind of works out that way, that if you... If you put a little thought into it and a little um, coordination, then the the game starts to take on a much more interesting metagame level. It's uh, also we talked about this. It's it's each match is generally way shorter than in League of Legends, so right. there's less of a time investment. So if you're losing a match, if you're hating the game, you know just bear it out for you know another 10, 15 minutes. It'll be over. You can try another match. Uh, that works. Right, that works yeah. wonders just in terms of the pacing. Um, the frustration yeah. level, how gratifying it can be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's, uh, you know, roughly, my, my average game is probably about 20 minutes. And that's that's not terrible, uh, you know, because the average League of Legends games I was playing were between 30 and 45. Ugh, and, who has uh, time for that? And, you know, while I, I do love that game still, I just... Uh, no, I, I don't think you do. Oh, I do. You still like uh, League of Legends. When Master, I thought we, we weaned you off of that. Oh, I mean, I haven't played it lately. Okay, not you don't love it enough still to play it. I see. Fair enough. Oh, no. but yeah, in theory, yeah. you still like it. <laughs> yeah. Now, McMaster, correct me if I'm wrong. When you play Heroes of the Storm, you only play Lily, right? Like you, you haven't tried any of the other characters oh, yeah. yet. <laughs> Actually, my main is a uh, Muradin, the the dwarf tank. Ah, right, right. Yes. Okay. I've done the best with him. Um, it's really great at zoning out. Now, and, now uh, is that because is that for gameplay reasons or for narrative reasons? Like, do you, do you identify with dwarves in real life? Uh, what what makes you gravitate well, towards Muradin? Well, I re- actually really do like dwarves, but uh, when you play D do you play a dwarf? Yeah, usually, or or, uh, or like a half elf. So first like of all, that. haha, you play D and D. I've outed you. Um, uh, yeah, obviously. You actually you don't play it. Nobody plays dwarves in D and D. Please. You actually would would seriously if we were to play D and D, McMaster, you'd be yeah. like, yeah, I'll be the dwarf cleric or whatever. You would do that for me. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd do that. All right, I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, uh, new rules are pretty cool too. Actually, uh, fifth edition. Nerd. <laughs> so, uh, he says on the games podcast. <laughs> no, no, McMaster, these are video games. Oh yeah. None of this tabletop That's... RPG stuff. I actually uh. do admire anybody who still has the. Um, who is still in touch with their uh, inner child enough to play a tabletop RPG? I would be way too embarrassed. Oh, yeah. oh no, you got to get over that. You got to kill that part of you off. I can't. I can't. The moment you ask me what I'm going to say to the tavern keeper, I will just wilt and I will go into my room and start up Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I, just, yeah, I kind of do that sometimes I need too. A dialogue tree. I can't be expected to come up with this on the fly. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Speaking of dialogue trees, I'm installing Metal Gear Solid 3 in the background. Yeah, so I mean, that's right. So you mentioned that was next game of the week. So what, what, why are you going to – because I've been playing an old game as well that I want to talk about in a minute. But why on earth are you going back to play an old, out-of-date stealth game by a guy who is renowned for only making cutscenes instead of actual gameplay? Uh, you know Mike Cathcart. <laughs> that's, that's my only answer. <laughs> All right, well, tell the listeners. So Mike Cathcart is someone that, that McMaster and I know in real life. The listeners may not know who that is. So what? So you're saying that this is the fault of peer pressure. You've been peer yes. pressured into playing a game that you wouldn't otherwise play. Is that what you're telling us? Well, yeah, Mike and I talk a lot via the uh, old Google Messenger and stuff. And um, he gets into these like kicks where he's just like super obsessed with one game. And for a long time, it was League of Legends, and um, and then he kind of he, he dropped off of that, and he got into like just a bunch of different console stuff. But the whole new thing is Metal Gear Solid because he loves Metal Gear Solid, and uh, Five is coming out in a month. Um, and I, I saw Phantom Pain, I believe, right? Is that what it's called? Isn't it? Or maybe I've, I thought I've seen banner ads. I don't really keep up with upcoming. It games. probably okay. is, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, so the other day, wait, five? Was, this is Metal Gear Solid Five? Oh yeah, there's way more than five. What, what's going on with the numbering? Well, this main storyline. The others are just like I guess branch offs. But don't ask me. I have no idea what's right. going on in that freaking story. All right, so you're uh, peer pressured into reinstalling uh, Metal Gear Solid Three or whatever, right? Right, and the reason being that, oh God, everybody, uh, my friends have been trying to get me to play this freaking game for years. Metal Gear Solid Three. Yes. Why? What, why would anyone want, care about Metal Gear Solid? Is this like a notable Metal Gear Solid or something? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Is this you the know? one with uh with um, a Revolver Civet? Oh, or um, or like uh, Pistol Ocelot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love their names. Uh, so Carbine sorry. Badger is that one of them? Carbine Badger. Or um, Good Deal Panther. Good Deal Panther, right? That's everyone's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite was always what Psycho Mantis or a Revolver Ocelot is pretty ridiculous. It is kind of funny that Revolver Ocelot doesn't sound like I hear those words and I no longer think that sounds ridiculous. Like it's wormed no. its way into my head as an actual phrase. Oh yes. Same with yeah. Psycho Mantis. I don't know who it is. If you were to say to me Psychomantis and I'm not on my guard, I would just go, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I might, I might later pretend that sounds goofy, but I totally, that sounds, makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. You played the first one, right? Um, I played a lot of Metal Gears, and I have played some of them that I recall the graphics looking really retro, but I'm not sure I could tell yes. you what numbers they were. What's the one that starts on the prow of a cargo ship? Uh, that's two, I think. Okay, so I know... Uh, you know, that might be where I first came into it, and I might have gone back and dabbled with the 2D1, which I guess was 1. Um, oh, yeah, well, that was Metal Gear 1 and 2, and then there's Metal Gear Solid. Oh, my God, are you serious? Okay, well, I'm totally out yeah. of my depth here. Um, Solid's the one that had Psycho Manus, and the real reason that he is uh, memorable is because that's the character that he could read your memory cards and your controllers. Uh, that's where Hideo... He had to plug it into the second controller port. Where it started getting really meta and doing cool things. Yeah, like that, right, right. yeah, yeah, that was, that was Psycho Manus. So then real quick, so what's the deal with 3, that you've been peer pressured by your mutual friend Mike uh -huh. to reinstall it and playing it even though you don't want to what's the deal there so i he's been talking about it so much that i i played uh ground zeros which is the um like 20 dollars standalone playstation 4 kind of prologue to phantom pain right, right. and it, it's actually pretty cool uh which i was surprised about 
and uh, it didn't have nearly as much dialogue as I expected. Okay. So so I was like, well, well all right. And so uh, yeah, no, I was I was talking to Mike, and he said that yeah, the game most like that is the third one. And uh, oh oh yes, right. I'm sorry, I almost forgot. Uh, the Metal Gear Solid one, two, and four are about Solid Snake, and three and five are about Big Boss. I yeah, I'm lost. They're they're all yeah. they're all dudes with eye patches based on Kurt Russell and Escape from New York though, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, Big Boss was the original uh, Solid Snake. They they cloned him. Uh, Solid Snake's a clone of that guy. And Big Boss is he's like the Vietnam era one. Is that correct? Right. Right. That's what three is. Right. Is in Vietnam. Right. So the last one I remember playing is one where he abducts people with balloons. That's that's it. Okay. That's Snake. That's Snake Eater three. Yeah. And that's Big Boss. Right, right. That's the one. Yeah, that's the original Solid Snake. I think. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so three is, uh, and and so you're you're downloading it. You haven't actually started playing it. Right. I mean, I have it on the Vita, and I've kind of messed with it here and there. But I, I was like, yeah, screw it. I'm just going to hook up the PlayStation Three because you could swap your uh, your uh, progress back and forth between right. the Vita and the PS3. So I was like, ah, what the hell? Right. And it was like ten dollars. So what? So instead of waiting for Phantom Pain, you're going back to play a really old game. Well, it's uh, you, you know there's an HD at the end of that. It's, ah, uh, remastered, sure. Oh, oh, yes. So it's just slightly okay. less muddy than the original. I was going to get it on the 3DS, but I've heard really not great stuff about that. But then again, I have the new one that has the two thumbsticks, and apparently that was the big ah, problem. Right. That'll make a difference on a 3DS, right? Yeah. So. All right, well, the old game I've been playing... Um, is Fallout New Vegas. Uh, Great. Which I was playing on the 360 back when it came out. I ran into uh, uh, an incredible... It must have been so rare. Even the guys at Obsidian were trying to help me with it. Uh, A bug, which would just irrevocably crash my 360. It would kill the 360. Yeah, hugely frustrating. Um, I spent so much time with that game just trying to reload saves and waiting for the crash. and, uh, And I could never get past it. Um, many months after I'd long since given up on it, I wrote the review. It basically wrote, hey, this might be a great game, but I wouldn't know because I can't finish it. Um, so many months after that, uh, I found out that the bug specifically had to do with me having in my inventory a particular cowboy hat. Um, wow. And whenever it tried to like go to a new zone with this cowboy hat, it would basically destabilize the game and it would die shortly thereafter. Um, That's a hell of a cowboy hat. It was a hell of a cowboy hat, and and the the solution was get rid of the cowboy hat. Like it was that simple. Um, so uh, there were a couple of times where I would go back and try to replay it, pick it up again. Uh, but a lot of games like that, you know, these big open world, uh, detailed narrative driven choice and consequence Bethesda games, they can be hard to jump back into. Actually, this is true of a lot of oh, games, yeah. but they can be hard to jump back into after being away for many months. Um, so rather than start up again, you know, I would instead play Skyrim or something else, just move on to another game. So the reason yeah. that I decided uh, to just look at Fallout again is uh, Josh Sawyer, who was the, uh, I guess he's credited as the designer of Fallout New Vegas. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw that he had made, after leaving Obsidian, an unofficial uh, patch, a kind of a mod for New Vegas yeah. that basically slowed down the leveling. Um mm-hmm increased the uh, difficulty, the challenge level, if you played on the mode, which is kind of incorrectly called hardcore, uh, where you have to deal with 
uh, eating, drinking, sleeping, um, stuff like that, you know, you could play without dealing with that stuff. It was a more survival-oriented mode. Um, he made that a little more challenging, added some more gameplay to it. Um, basically like a retuning balancing patch. Um, so I wanted to try that, because uh, that was one of the things I loved about Fallout, as opposed to the Skyrim universe, is that survival aspect. Um, so I installed that patch, and it actually wasn't really a patch, it's technically a mod, and that was my first time using a mod in a, Beth a Bethesda game. Uh, and as we all know, that's recently been a hot-button issue, because yeah. they were recently uh, toying with the idea of allowing modders to charge for their mods. Uh, that went live on Steam. There was a big outcry. They eventually pulled back from it. That's no longer the case. Um, but it put a lot of mods on people's radar. Uh, it made me curious about this whole modding scene, which is not that, something I've never messed with, although I know a lot of people who have. We've had... I have. Yeah. You have. Uh, we had a, a, a contributor lot. to the front page, Chris Hornbossel, wrote some great uh, mm -hmm. coverage of different mods for quarter to three. Uh, these were fascinating to read about. But I always thought, that's great for you guys. I, I prefer the vanilla version. I prefer to trust the game designers. Uh, oh, man, I've heard that. I know. And, it, you know, it, it, in, in, from different people, not you. Just from, well, in retrospect, oh. you know, I sort of feel, I mean, part of me still feels that way. Like, trust the game sure. designers to tune the experience. When people make mods, they can just do whatever they want. You could have an I win button. You could have a mod in Fallout New Vegas where you press a button and you just jump to the end of the game. Sure. What's the point of doing mods? You know, the people at Obsidian made the game. Let them dictate the experience rather than a bunch of random yahoos who I don't really know or trust. And that was kind of my thinking that's, about mods. Um, that's why I play uh, – I usually play a game uh, specifically theirs. I will play through it one complete time before I do. You know what? That's I a fair do. point, McMaster, is like, at least give the game designers a chance. Don't just jump in oh, and yeah. assume that mods are going to make the experience better. Um, Absolutely. So, having had my experience with the game Obsidian made, and that did not go too well, uh, <laughs> I did decide, well, I want to jump back in and just see what Josh Sawyer's mod would do. Um, however, in installing that, it was kind of a pain because you, you have to look at mod managers. I think uh, Josh mm -hmm. Sawyer's notes even say, you know, this requires this basic mod manager thing. Yeah. Fallout mod manager? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I had to do some groundwork just to install this basic mod. Which I did, at which point I thought, well, let me just look at a couple more of these. So I started like looking at different mods, and I thought I would sample a couple of them. Oh, yes. And actually, you know where this is going, yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got the taste. You got the taste, exactly. You're like, well, wait a minute. That wasn't so bad. Let's just try another one. Oh, look at this one. Maybe I'll try this one. So I finally pushed it to the point where the game was crashing for me. You know, I got, oh, like, yeah. I got like 15 mods, and some of them were super ambitious, like... You know, retexture everything. You know, make yeah, it look. Th those are awesome. Those are awesome, but that's I think where at least I started to encounter some instability, where it was crashing regularly. So I'm at the point now, and and when you, when that happens, it's kind of like a pendulum. Like you reach a point where you've, you've you've installed too many, and at that point you either resign yourself to crashing, which for me kind of ruins the immersiveness of the experience, and that's a big part of a Bethesda game. You know, you load that open world, you sink yourself into it. You're playing it for hours at a time. If you're having to crash and reboot, you know, every every 30 minutes or whatever, it kind of ruins it. Um, yeah. So you either re you resign yourself to the instability or you scale back your craving for the mods and you let go of some of them. You reach a comfortable equilibrium. Um, and that's where I am now. 
is forget these these mods that just completely overhaul the visuals. Make do. You know, I'm satisfied with how it looks. Uh, there's still a lighting mod that I'm playing with. Those are that's to me that is probably the biggest update is the lighting stuff. Well, the, the, to yeah. those, to those. I think Fallout Four is actually going to be different. In fact, they mentioned they're doing like a dynamic lighting and stuff, which they haven't done before. Well, when you think about it, like New Vegas is. Uh, I actually looked this up. 2010, 2012. How old is it? 2010, it's, right? Yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, it it's definitely more primitive. But but here's another thing that happens. I I feel. Um, after you're playing a game, like when you first boot up a game from 2010, you're kind of like, ew, ew. You know, that, you know oh, compared to The Witcher, you know, maybe I should go back to The Witcher. But then you play it for a while, and your imagination yeah, kind of fills sure. in the gaps. Uh, like, I'm convinced, short of something running, you know, 640 by 400 or whatever, uh, short of like Doom 1, most old engines, your, your eyes kind of adjust to. It's almost like watching a movie in black and white or something. When you first see it, you're like, yeah, yeah. this will never work. But after you watch it for a while, your brain adjusts, your imagination fills in. Um, or reading subtitles, it's kind of like that. Uh, um, I will say this, uh, I, the, the way I ended up modding um, New Vegas to a point graphically mm-hmm. that I really liked was that there was this guy's video series on YouTube that I watched, and he went through like every step. Uh, and uh, I'll try to find that and email it to you sometime. Uh, it's fascinating, actually. Uh, Sarah really liked it, too, because he uh, he's British, and he has like a really uh, calming voice. So so we would just watch YouTube modding videos. Um, but so you incorporated but, uh, some of the mods he was talking about. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he does stuff like the graphic overhauls and stuff, but he, he goes through it like and shows every setting and which order to load them in and right, how to right. fix everything and stuff. Um, and once you get that stuff done, New Vegas is an awesome looking game with those mods because it adds like crazy, like radiation storms and like crazy dust devils. Well, see and, that McMaster, um, like the, the visual stuff, I'm 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 acclimated to it. I'm cool with how it looks. I'm fine yeah. with that. Uh, but one of the mods I am using is a weather mod, and that adds oh, awesome. certainly the visuals, but the gameplay there as well. Like I'll be yeah. playing, going somewhere, and it'll be like, oh fuck, a storm. Oops, I cussed. Sorry. It'll be like, oh dadgummit, a storm is coming up, and and that adds like this whole new gameplay beat. Like if it's just a visual, oh, storm, yeah. maybe I'll struggle through not being able to see well. Hope I don't get into combat. Whatever. No, you're gonna get radiated. Well, but like some hell. of them, that's right. There are radiation storms where you're like, oh, fu-. there you go again. Oh, rats! I have to get indoors, you know, because yes. you're getting irradiated. And you know, like with crazy. the new Josh Sawyer mod, Radaway is not easy to come by. You know, the stuff that no. erases it. I've, I've used it too. Yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. So I, I love that that adds this gameplay beat to it. That the weather looks great, even even though I'm yeah. not using a lot of funky visual update mods. Um, but it adds new gameplay, which I love. Um. Because that's that's a whole part for me of the experience of a Bethesda game is that immersion um, and not just, you know, there's great combat, there's great inventory management, character development. But I just love the idea of playing a game, and a lot of people might hate this, but playing a game where I have to wait indoors for five hours because there's a storm. Um, mm-hmm. For a lot of people, it's like, no, that's needlessly frustrating. I want no part of that. I, I think it's, I think awesome. it's awesome, too, and it's part of, it's part of world building, really. <laughs> It comes yeah. down to I'm I'm in a place where sometimes I have to wait out a storm for five hours. Um, oh yeah, no, that's one thing that I enjoyed the most about the Skyrim mods that I did. I, I followed a, a series of the same guy series to do those, and the, some of the stuff he added was the the uh, ice and cold stuff, where you know you move slower if you get cold, and uh, the storms can you know they can make you colder, and you start like you know 
freezing to death and oh. stuff like that. Yeah get indoors or you have to you well, know that's what that i was going to say stuff. is part of my reluctance to then jump ahead to a newer engine which is also very moddable like skyrim is i feel like skyrim and maybe i'm wrong doesn't have that survival element like in in fallout where i have to worry about food and drink especially water by the way water is hugely precious in fallout now which i love and which ties into the original fallout where if i'm not mistaken your whole goal was to repair a water purifier um oh yeah. but is there so, so Skyrim mods also add that survivability where you have to like eat and drink and keep warm. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, hmm. and some of the graphic stuff so awesome too. Like, there's real easy mods to install that do stuff like make snow stick to your armor and stuff well, like Skyrim that. Skyrim already looks weapon. way better than New Vegas. I mean, even when oh, yeah. doing anything. Uh, yeah. One of the coolest mods adds capes and it puts them on everybody and you can wear them, you know, and that looks awesome. Now you're getting into princess dress up territory, McMaster. Well, they look good, I can though. Imagine. Uh, here's, here's one thing, though, that I think is – and we've talked about this before – that I, I really love about Fallout, Fallout New Vegas as well, that's not in Skyrim, and I feel like I would miss it in Skyrim. Uh, I love me some vats, that turn-based combat. Me too. And I feel like going back to, to flailing away with a sword or having to, like, ponderously scroll through those freaking menus to find the right spell or wand or whatever, like, I have no desire to go back to that combat in, in Skyrim. But they've, yeah, they, um, yeah, I, you know, that's a good point. Actually, I really like the uh, menu system in Fallout better well, using the Pip Boy. Using the Pip Boy, you know? which can, by the way, be a pain in the butt, but there are mods that fix that. Like, I've got some great mods right. that show once you're playing the hardcore mode and once you're using Josh Sawyer's tweak where water is super important, um, mm -hmm. like, it was a pain in the butt to have to constantly check the Pip Boy to see, okay, how hungry am I? How thirsty am I? Sure oh, enough, yeah. it's easy as pie to find a mod that lists those numbers puts it, on, puts it on the main screen. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's what I do too. Um, yeah, for those, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's my retro gaming. Is I've been really into Fallout New Vegas. Uh, I'm finally at the point now where the game kept dying on me, uh, which was it. basically like I'd gotten to New Vegas itself. Uh, you mm -hmm. sort of find the guy who you're looking for, and then you get into like I guess uh, Act Two, right? And then you get into I, I guess what you call Act Two. That's where I finally got to in the 360 uh, when it started dying on me. So I'm up to there now. So now everything I do is pretty much going to be new for me, which I'm super looking Jesus. forward to. I will tell you one thing. It better not be a spoiler, have... Master. Oh, no, no. I will no, come over to your house isn't... and I will uninstall Heroes of the Storm if it's a spoiler. Oh no, that's some shit. Uh, no, the uh, no, this is this is vague. I'm just I'll just say you have some horrific choices going up. I love it. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, me too. That game has the most like horrific crap. You can one of the choices I'm at now. So I was also intentionally avoiding taking the followers that I had in my first playthrough because I'm like, yeah, I've been there, I've seen them. Um, so yeah. one of the followers I just came to, who uh, I can't remember her name, but she's the uh, she's a girl. In, uh, a woman in uh, in a it looks like a Jawa robe, you know, an outfit like that. Uh, oh, she sure, has a power yeah, fist, and it turns out you find out under yep. the the robe she's got like she's from the Brotherhood of Steel, the high tech dudes. Right. Um, so right. I, I ran into her in the the first game, but I didn't bring her along. So I've run into her now in this game, and I have since found out. And I don't know how you feel about this, McMaster. This stuff drives me crazy, and I rebel against it. Uh, she's a bit of stunt casting that Bethesda did, and I can't unhear this now. Uh, she's played by an actress named Felicia Day, who... Oh, is that who that is, is? And it drives me crazy. I do not want to know Felicia Day is in my party, and I've got nothing against her. Felicia Day, unlike a lot of 
you know, geek celebrities, I find really charming. I like her a lot, but I don't want yeah, I don't not, want to know this Felicia Day. I think the character's name is it Veronica, whatever the character's name is. I don't like listening to her talk and hearing Felicia Day. It like takes me out of the game. Um, so I'm. Oh, you must have loved Witcher Three parts then. <laughs> oh well, except for Charles Dance, who's just in that big narrative bit. Like I didn't. He's pretty. He's, he's pretty awesome. awesome and it's, in it. it's really distracting to hear his voice, and they didn't try to model the face after him. That is, drives me crazy. Um, uh, no, no, they modeled the others have faces after them. Who are the, who are the other celebrity you know voices in Witcher? Robert Baratheon, baby, from Game Mark of Thrones, Hattie? the king. Please. Yeah, Robert Baratheon. I don't know my Game of Thrones. That's the character name. Sorry, I can't remember his name. He was the king in the yeah, season, yeah, yeah, first yeah, season of Game yeah. of Thrones. Who, so that, I, who is yeah, that's sure. him. It's probably a part I haven't gotten to. He's yet. the he's the bloody Baron. He's like one of the first parts, like the big dude oh, in the second so, yeah, area. I, I just got to the second area. I, I have not met him yet. I don't know that oh. I recognize his voice, oh, well, but the, actually now, McMaster, that you've told me, thanks for ruining it for me. Well, no, they've, dude, when you see him and so they, hear him they talk. they actually have his likeness, but I wonder if they couldn't get Charles Dance's likeness. He's, well, it might not be exact, right. but it's close. It's a very rotund man with a beard, a big black beard. That does make me wonder, though, like when they got Charles Dance for a voice actor, maybe they couldn't negotiate the rights for his likeness. Like maybe that was intentional, I wonder. I did think that was weird that he played Amir because I do not think of Amir when I think of Charles Dance because Amir is so he's tall and like dark haired and like younger and Wait, just Amir, like I he yeah, was like just old kind of... emperor dude. No, he's uh, he's the uh, he's that dark haired dude that you met with. Have you yeah, met the, with him? Like right? he's the emperor. Yeah. Right, but he doesn't strike me as all that old, uh, though. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I guess I'm just thinking of, you know, to be an emperor, you can't, like, be a young emperor. There are no young emperors in the world. He's, like, middle-aged, right. middle but he, you know, he's, like, uh, yeah, he's not as right, old right. as Charles Dance. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, so you played Witcher, by the way. Yes, yes. Uh, I, very I do good. kind of feel, part of me feels guilty jumping into uh, New Vegas and just really sinking hours into it and that, that kind of immersion. Uh, Having you know, gotten, you know, like I said, I got to the second area of the Witcher and I sort of let it fall away. I'll tell you what happened with me is, you know, I had some family problems, like, you know, my dad passed away and stuff. And uh, so, like, that happened and uh, all sorts of crazy stuff was just going on. So I kind of, it was like one of those things where I didn't get to play anything right. for a good while. And when I came back to it, I was just like, uh... Uh, I ended up playing something like Heroes of the Storm or something instead, and then just kind of let it trail off. But I need to finish oh, it. Oh, so you're saying you, you also I'm fell away from The Witcher like me. Yes. Right. Yes, but I'm pretty close to the right. end, I think, honestly. I'm I'm like, I don't know, I'm level, I'm in the 20s, 30s level area. This is hilarious from a guy who is now downloading uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. <laughs> Yeah, sure, McMaster. You're gonna go finish The Witcher as soon as you finish that that brief little game, Metal Gear Solid Three. That little, that little, uh, uh, it, yeah, that little casual quick, time waster, Metal Gear Solid Three, right? Uh, geez, the cutscenes are probably right, longer exactly. than Witcher yeah, Three. Yeah, I <laughs> know yeah, that's funny. It's like, yeah, Witcher Three's got a lot of dialogue and cutscenes and stuff in it, but it does not have a uh, Metal Gear yeah. level of dialogue and cutscenes. Uh, also, sure. speaking of stunt casting. Uh, the guy who does the voice for Geralt, you know, he's got a pretty uh, unmistakable voice. Uh, for some yeah. reason, and I don't know what they're thinking. Actually, of course I know what they're thinking. They want people to, they, they want, you know, there's got this sort of geek appeal. It's like a marketing bullet point. Uh, there's an action sure. RPG 
from a Bulgarian studio whose name I'm going to try to pronounce. Uh, I'm doing this off book. I'm not looking at any notes. This is completely uh, memorized. The makers of this game are called, here we go, Heim Amount? Heim Amount? Something like that. Uh, yeah, close Sounds enough. good. Uh, and the game is called Victor Vran. Uh, and it's a it's it's an action RPG, uh -oh. very much a Diablo alike. And the main character, the eponymous Victor Vran, is voiced by the guy who does Geralt, and it totally sounds like him. He's not trying to disguise his voice, or he's not doing an accent or anything. It's like, hey, that's Geralt. What do you know? Very distracting, by the way. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Uh, that but would it's be. an action RPG, so you actually don't hear have to hear, listen to him talk that much. Um, Oh, you know, I know what happened. Uh, the game that came out afterwards that I started playing was Batman, and I got angry at Batman. Because you don't like the Batmobile, I bet you're one of those. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Oh, well, listeners, tune God. in next week. I will be talking some uh, Arkham Knight with uh, Brandon Kukowski Schnell, um, and we'll, we'll get into whether or not the Batmobile is annoying. Uh, by the way, spoiler, it's not. Um, no, oh, it no is. hold on. Spoiler, it's not. McMaster is wrong. <laughs> no, I can understand that, but uh, you know, we'll get into more of that next week. Uh, McMaster, all right, so um, uh, real quick, a word from our sponsor. Uh, Windows 10. Revolutionize the power of your PC with Windows 10. Sign up today for your free update. You won't regret it. Windows 10, because Microsoft means gaming. That's true. That's and true. we're back. Uh, all right, so McMaster, uh, have you played any of Guild Wars 2 lately? No, no. Oh, you're, you're waiting until the uh, Heart of the Thorns... No, wait, what is it called? Thorn... Is it Heart of the Thorns, or am I mistaken with Heart of the Swarm? No, it's Heart of Thorns, right? Isn't that the name of it? Yeah, it's there's something, something to do with like Thorns that. that's yeah. the new add-on for uh, Guild Wars that, McMaster, you're probably waiting to play until that comes out, right? When is that coming out? Because well, I probably no will. There's uh, no announcement as far as this, the date, but they're about to begin an open beta, you know, weekends. They're like starting yeah. to let people into the beta. So this yeah, this exactly. fall probably. So, they're being coy yeah. with the date. Um, yeah. Uh, Blizzard style. Exactly right. Uh, uh, so yeah, so I, I've uh, dabbled a little bit with Guild Wars 2, but like you, I'm sort of waiting for the uh, the new expansion. But what'll happen? Every now and then, I'll boot it up real quick. Uh, sometimes, I don't know if you do this, McMaster, sometimes I boot it up just to download whatever patch there is. And it downloads the patch, and I think, oh, okay, yeah. there, that's good. I've, I've, I've done my job. I've, yeah, I've, got, yeah, a, I've got a current install. That's the next best thing to actually playing it. Fair enough. You know, job done. Uh, I do that with League of Legends sometimes. Even whenever I take a longer right, break right. from it, I'll just <laughs> boot it up and patch it. That's hey, kind of all right. Yeah, I did my part. Steam, that all happens automatically. <laughs> So you, you feel better. It's like, oh, oh yeah, yes. a game that I haven't played in three months and probably won't play for another year. At least it's updated. You know, I've got the current install on it. Yeah. Um, McMaster, real quick, what is at the top of your, if you were to open Steam, uh, what would be at the very top of your mm. games list? Do you know? Like, can you visualize uh, that, that alphabetical list of games in your library? 10 million, maybe? Oh, right, right. Yeah, very good. <laughs> I don't, because I don't have any number games That's... installed. So oh. for the longest time at the top for me... Was, oh. no, I've never played that. Um, it was. Oh. It's a game that you <laughs> that and I one's... have played. Let me see if I can get you to guess it. Um, Age of Three. Empires. Exactly, yes. I, my next clue is going to be yeah. it's a game that you and I have played that you have never won and will never win. Uh, see, mine, yeah, mine's 10 million and then 7 well, Days I to Die. I uh, downloaded something called Absolute Drift, 
which is just some little top-down, like, arcade driving game. And I feel kind of bad about it now, sitting at the top of the list, pushing down Age of Empires 3. So I'm thinking of just uninstalling. Yeah, I'm like, no, you don't get to sit at the top of the list. Sorry. I haven't even tried it yet, but I just am, I kind of resent it being up there. Uh, I don't mind 10 million. That 10 million is good. the one where you, the little dungeon runner match three. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right. That's yeah. fair. Right. That yeah. feels like that could earn That's its place at the top of your list. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that one's not so bad. I mean, if it was something like, I don't know, well, and half of the rest of my let me, list. Let me tell you some games that I haven't been playing lately uh, that I've tried, and I basically flipped them the bird and was like, screw you, I'm not playing you anymore. All right, I'm ready. Okay. All right, I'm ready. Uh, Infinifactory. Do you know what that is? That sounds really familiar. Um, I don't think I've played it, though. It's a game about conveyor belts. That yeah, I got stuck awful. on the first puzzle. I was like, you know, flipped at the bird. I was like, I'm done with you. I, what this comes down to, I hate puzzle games. I don't like puzzles, McMaster. I kind of don't either. I totally hear you there. Uh, I, I, I did, you know, I'll try one, time. and I like it as long as it's not difficult. But as soon as a puzzle game starts pushing right. back at me, I'm like, okay, I'm done with you. We're over. That's it, buddy. It has to be, it, it has to be exceptional. It has to be like Portal yeah, well, or Portal, something like that. You know like what? That. Portal's a very good example. Portal's got, like, their puzzle. Yeah. They've got enough narrative behind them that I want to get past it. Uh you know, there's enough personality there, but they really do trick you into thinking you're smart with their puzzles, don't they? Yes. And I yes. don't know what it is. I guess a lot yes, of it they... is uh, like like focus testing. They, they look at people in front of the puzzles. They're trying to minimize the frustration, maximize the sense of gratification when you solve it. Um, yeah, and in Finifactory, if I can't get past your first stupid puzzle, sorry, you're out of here. I'm done with you. Uh, here's another one, McMaster. Yeah. There's several puzzles in this. As soon as one of them became remotely challenging, and I knew I was going to have to either sit down and figure it out or look up the solution online, I just flipped at the bird, uninstalled it, I was done with it. Um, Talos Principle. Oh, yeah, I haven't tried that. Oh, yeah, You're a robot, and you solve puzzles. And, yeah, okay, I'm done with you. It looks good. There's uh, some story stuff going on, but whatever, I'm done with it. Uh, Here's another one. Not even puzzles. Uh... And this is why this drove me crazy, is I was kind of expecting, okay, there's going to be puzzles. There's not even puzzles in this thing. Uh, I'm not even sure what you're supposed to do, but I kind of solved, quote-unquote, what was going on and didn't know what I was supposed to do after that. There's a game that is... It's nothing if not unique. Uh, It's a bunch of video snippets uh, of a woman giving testimony about a crime uh, to a camera, like in an interrogation room. Um... And all of the testimony, and there's got to be, I don't know, four or five hours of it, is, is cut up into, you know, 20, 30-second snippets that you can find by doing a search for a keyword. Like, you search for the keyword murder, and any any testimony where she uses the word murder comes up, and you can watch it. So it's completely nonlinear. Huh. Um, and you you start watching these snippets, and you eventually figure out what went on. Basically, someone was murdered. She may or may not have done it. There may or may not have been someone else involved. Uh, and you watch enough of these clips based on whatever you find by whatever keywords you type in, and you start to put together what happened. Now, beyond that, I don't know Like I don't, I don't know what goal I'm going towards. Like I kind of figured out what happened. I was like, okay, what now? Um, but it's a game called Her Story. Um, and it's all just footage of this oh, one woman yeah. sitting there talking in an interrogation room. Like there are no other characters. Uh, uh- I've heard a good bit about that. I mean, I, I like I've seen it around. I haven't read anything about it, but uh, there's been a lot of discussion about yeah, it. Yeah, well, you places. rightfully got 
some attention because it is a pretty bold project. But as far as gameplay, I don't know what you're supposed to do. And once I figured out the little twist, which is admittedly pretty cool, uh, I just was adrift. And I was like, okay, well, now what? Um, so I flipped it the bird and I uninstalled it. I'm, I'm pretty unfamiliar that way. Here's a game I flipped the bird. I, I installed it. Decided I wasn't going to play it after all. I flipped it the bird and I uninstalled it. Uh, this is a soccer game where you use cars to hit the soccer ball called Ro oh, Rocket, Rocket League. Oh, yeah. Rocket League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't played it yet, but that's another Cathcart game. He well, keeps I don't need to play that. soccer with a car. I don't even need to play soccer with my foot. So I haven't even tried that yet. There you have it. Uh, and I feel bad. Sorry, sorry, Rocket League. I apologize to Rocket League. I don't apologize to Infinifactory, Talos, Principal, or Her Story. I, I maintain my bird flipping to those games. Rocket League, I apologize. I just didn't have a. I didn't have it in me to play soccer. Poor Rocket, Poor Rocket League. League. Um, okay, McMaster, what do you feel about a game called The Swindle? I don't know. I don't know. Sounds like a, you know, a movie that uh, Kenny Rogers would <laughs> wow, be in. You, you're way back in the 70s, McMaster. That would be, yeah. <laughs> I know when to hold them is all I'm going to say. Uh, that. So how do you feel about a game called Time Gentlemen Please or a game called Been There, Damn That? I've heard of both of them. So I have not played. Those were played both point-and-click adventure games. The same guy who did those did the Swindle, but the Swindle, not an adventure game. The Swindle, mm -hmm. you are in a blimp over like a steampunky London, and you are a thief. Mm -hmm. When the game starts, mm -hmm. you choose from the, these districts that you can go down to. You can start by going down into the slums only. There's like a warehouse and a banking district and a rich people's district and whatever. You, you haven't unlocked those. You can't go to those yet. You only Obviously. need to go to the slums. When you go to the slums, you're in a little 2D platformer, but it's procedurally generated. Uh, and you run around and steal money. Based on however much money you steal from this one little level that's been generated, it's basically like one building, uh, you then go back up into your blimp and you can unlock upgrades for yourself. Like a double jump, like bombs. That sounds cool. Um, and eventually, you get enough money. You Oh, you unlock the ability, which is where I'm at, to uh, hack computers. Because this, this is a steampunk London. It has computers. Um, of course. Of course. How else are they going to store their data, right? Duh. Uh, Duh. So eventually, you get enough money to then unlock the next level, you know, the warehouse district. At which point you go down, mm -hmm. there's whole new defenses there. You know, there's mines in play. There's cameras. Again, steampunk London. There's cameras. Um, there's new robots that are patrolling with, like, wider search radiuses. Uh, and the computers you hack are more lucrative now. So it's a kind of... Oh, and by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this. When you die, you are dead. So it's a roguelike with Four. kind of permadeath. Now, you don't lose any of your upgrades, but you lose whatever money you would have gotten back. I don't know if there's any advantage to keeping your guys alive longer. Mm. Um, but it's this guy who did these really clever little point-and-click adventure games... He's making a procedurally generated steampunk heist uh, roguelike, uh, which I've been playing. Ah, yeah, sounds cool. Uh, uh, down with the swindle. I wonder if it's, uh, if it's uh, available on the Mac. Mm, yeah, I don't think most good games are, McMaster. Sorry. Oh, my God. Uh, so, uh, by the way, when I mentioned Victor Vran, I believe you have been playing an action RPG lately, right? Oh yeah, it's a, it's a no. little known one. So why don't you tell some folks? Not many people know about it. What? What? Why are you playing this? And what brought you back into the? What peer pressure got you back into playing this thing? Oh, Diablo. Oh, Diablo. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. Is that is that an old game? 
Oh, uh, yeah. It came out, oh, man, God, back in the, when was it? The, back in the, the aught 12, aught 13, something The album like surely is not from 2012. Is it that old? I guess just it might with, the, be yeah, with all point, the, like, the upgrades and the the cross, the, the, it's available on different yeah. platforms now. I guess that might be right. Yeah, it might even be older than that. I can't remember. Uh, it was in. I was living in Ohio when it came out. And I was so like you're a playing a back really now. old action RPG. Whereas I'm I'm playing a new one called Victor Vran. Your old one. What possessed right. you to go back to this old one? Let me guess. Peer pressure. Well. No, really, uh, Heroes of the Storm oh, yeah, has a of bunch course, of Diablo right. characters. So you fondly recall, you're like, oh, I want to go play my Witch Doctor or whatever, yeah. I figured I'd, uh, yeah, I actually figured I'd, you know, put together a, uh, uh, Demon Hunter. I never played one, so, uh, I thought I'd give it a shot and so mess around with it. So, everybody knows, the Demon Hunter, least interesting class in Diablo 3. That's perfect for me. Uh, and so, here's the, here's the clutch question, though, McMaster. Nobody's going to judge you if you want to play a Demon Hunter. However... They might judge you based on which platform you're playing. On which platform are you playing Diablo 3? PC. Mm, that's too bad. <laughs> I mean, I have it on the PlayStation 4 as well. I'm just so attached at this point to controlling uh, in an action RPG, to controlling my character. And by the way, Victor Vran, really good about this, I'm so attached to controlling my character with a, a game controller now. Yeah, the thumbstick rolls for thumbstick cool. roll, and just the idea of using the controller to move your character rather than clicking to go somewhere, and this idea of like pulling him along a leash, like it just feels the direct Nuts. control yeah. to me just feels so much more uh, just intuitive and accessible. It's much easier to tune like where I'm standing. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, sorry, McMaster, I can't go back. I I can't help you level up your demon hunter. I'm afraid until you get until you transfer her to the PS4. I guess I could do I, that. It's not like I don't right, have it, right. you know. Uh, and so how is that going? You, of course, I'm sure, you played it on hardcore mode, right? You're not doing a little baby character, right? Oh, I'm doing a baby character, uh, a baby character on season. Oh, that season stuff. There's the, there, McMaster, is the value for playing on the PC. Okay, we don't have it on the, the consoles. Yeah. Explain what this is. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of like, I guess, a, a timed ladder uh, mode for... Where yeah, everybody well. starts on the same... Is there like a leaderboard or something? And everybody starts at the same point, or... I think so. I, I think so. I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not really great at uh, whatever the hell the seasonal thing is. Um, yeah. Uh, and so it doesn't, <laughs> however, tie into like your stash with your other characters, your gold with your other characters, right? Right, right. It's completely separate from your standard account. Uh, yeah, I, I think you... I guess uh, how well you do, you get rewards at the end of season, stuff like that. So, yeah, I figured, hey, I'll give it a shot. I don't really know what it is, but I'll get in there. Do you know what kind of rewards you're going to get at the end of the season? Uh, Me? Uh, me? Probably a a hearty handshake. (laughs) That's very nice. Uh, (laughs) But uh, other people, no. I'm I'm not real sure. (laughs) Uh, All right, so a little Diablo 3. It's always uh, super easy to get back into. I know. Oh yeah, now uh, it really is. Uh, the games, the game plays really well, and uh, it just—I uh, don't know. It's, there's something about it. Just always fun to go back to. Yeah, always fun, and uh, that's the thing. Is like the Heroes of the Storm promotion at the current is all Diablo stuff. You know, the new map is the uh, Heaven and Hell uh, map, the Eternal Battlefield. Uh, Eternal they've added Conflict, the Butcher. They've added the Skeleton like King. Uh, 
Yeah, they are. Yeah, uh, they're both pretty cool, actually. Uh, I like uh, I like both of them. Did quite you just a bit. try them, or did you actually get both of them? Ah, okay. I got both of them. You know, and honest, I mean, I think I bought Leoric, but I think I played points for the butcher. I don't remember, but the uh, the the point the the coins are you're getting a lot more now currently. Because like the first game of every day, they have a treasure goblin that you know you kill, and you get like a hundred gold just from that. So that's a. Uh, I think they're trying to give people more gold I, I now. I seriously doubt they're hurting for actual like uh, people putting money into Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, it, it seems like they can afford no, to generate no. their coins. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, and it's yeah, it's been doing really well. Uh, but yeah, that's what that's what made me of it was uh, was that and I was like, well, you know. Master, would I be able to if I were to apply peer pressure to you? I don't know how well it works coming from me, but would I be able to apply peer pressure to you to get back into playing StarCraft Two? Yeah, sure. So I like, between me yeah. and Heroes of the Storm, we could get you to play StarCraft Two. You would lose egregiously, of course, but we could, the two of us, oh, okay. Heroes of the Storm and me, Tom Chick, could peer pressure you into playing StarCraft Two. Here's another thing, McMaster. Could we peer pressure you into playing the Terrans? Yeah, I don't mind playing Terrans. All right, so I'll be the Zerg. I'll be Zerg rushing you. That's okay, right? Oh, yeah. No, I love it. Oh, yeah. No, I love that's it. That's pretty much all I can do. I can just real quickly get a bunch of roaches. Anything beyond that, that's the extent of my strategy and skill with StarCraft II, is just get a bunch of roaches out. If you do anything to stymie me, McMaster, I'll get frustrated and never want to play again. So just make sure that my so roach rush works, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, when Legacy of the Void comes out, I get to play. No, 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 no. I need these Protoss. two turns. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. I love me some Protoss. But I, I don't mind playing Terran, okay, actually. They are the, they are the uh, demon hunters of StarCraft II. Just so you know. Oh, uh, real quick, Windows 10 sounds... revolutionized the power of gaming on your PC with Windows 10. Sign up today for your free update. You won't regret it. Windows 10, because Microsoft means gaming. Uh, McMaster, uh, what are you looking forward to coming out this fall? We are uh, it's, we're in the, the heart of summer right now. This is movie time. People go to mm. big movies like um, Ant Man, for instance, which you haven't seen. Um, once movie yeah, time no. is over, then, then we get into like the fall release season for big games. Is there anything coming out that, later this year that you're super looking forward to? Uh, Fallout Four. It's like November, um, isn't it? Like November 9th or something. Ella, Ella, uh, yeah, it might be that. Yeah. Uh, what platform will you play uh, it on? Uh, I pre-ordered and I actually got the collector's Pip-Boy thing for uh, the PS4. Okay, so here's my deal. After my experience with Fallout New Vegas, I don't think I will ever play another Bethesda game on any platform but the PC. Just because <laughs> of that whole mod deal. It does seem safer yeah. a lot of times. I mean, that whole but, idea uh, you mentioned about first play the game developer's version first, give that a chance... I mean, for that, yeah, okay, fine, PS4. I kind of see what you're doing there, and I'm inclined yeah. to follow. But I think I just need yeah. the PC version of any Bethesda game. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be playing. But, I, yeah, at this point, I think like it would be folly to not get it on the PC. Whether I also play it on the PS4, I don't know, uh, but I can't imagine not having it for the PC. Oh, I'll certainly get it uh, for the PC as well. Uh, the way I've always done it is, you know, since they mods... Super mods don't really come out that right. quickly. So, you know, I'll play through it on a console uh, like I did with Skyrim. I just waited for a sale and picked it up on Steam. Uh, and then, you know, just mod the hell out of it. And by that point, usually there's a ton what of mods. What else should I be looking forward to this fall? Fallout 4, I'm going to make a note of that, by the way. McMaster, I need you to help me keep my pulse on the uh, my finger on the pulse of new gaming. 
Uh, Phantom yeah, Pain, which you probably don't care about. Phantom yeah. Pain, and then we'll do a line through it. Okay, what else? <laughs> Just a straight a line through it. Um, man, I actually... Uh, this has been kind of a weird season. Uh, oh, well, I think maybe Street okay, Fighter nice Five. Street that Fighter Fighter Five, and then put two lines through it. Okay. <laughs> I, don't do, I'm a master, I don't do fighting games, please. I what, what do you think I, I am, 12? I can't. Uh... <laughs> Like, that was know. that was rhetorical. Uh, well, Not an answer for that. Thank you very much. Uh, but no, I. I'm oh my God! Really, that. Street Fighter uh, Four, Five? Yeah, Five. Master, I have one thing to say to you. Um, half circle left, half circle left, uh, lower kick, lower kick, half circle right. What did I just do? I don't know what I just did. I just spazzed out on the controller. Uh, hopefully, I did some damage to you with those moves. And by the way, I, uh, I was, you probably. You okay, I should point out, though, this might make a difference to your answer. Uh, I was Chun Li. Oh, well. Did oh, I, do, well, I might have man. accidentally done a. Sp- you may have won. Okay. You may right. have. I might have accidentally have. done a spinning bird kick, for all I know. Sometimes that happens when I'm playing Chun Li. It's like, oh, she just did spinning bird kick. Awesome. I'm good. She she just yeah. did something rad. Who do you play, by the way, in Street Fighter Five? As... Master, I, this is something I don't know. I know a lot of things about you. I don't think I know who you lean towards in Street Fighter Five. Who do you like? <laughs> Uh, it depends. Um, just generically, Guile and, uh, uh, Ken. I don't know what you make of that, but okay. Guile and Ken, I'm putting down, I don't know, I, I know Ken is a dude who wears like a kimono, not a kimono, what do you call a karate outfit? He's, he's the version, he's the opposite of Ryu, he's like his counterpart. He's, uh, America, or a Japanese guy that's obsessed with America. Is so, like, he probably reads anime and manga and... He looks just like Ryu, except he has blonde hair. Yeah, not sure what you're saying, but he does yeah. wear a karate outfit, right? Like he wears, yeah. He walks yes, around day to day life wearing the karate outfit. Uh, All right. Uh, who doesn't really? But uh, and uh, let's see. And you know, Giles, the uh, special forces. Guy. He does the sonic boom. And no, uh, no idea. Okay, special forces guy. All right, fair enough. He probably has sun. Does he have sunglasses uh, on? Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yes, of course. I, I got the number of Street Fighter Five. All right, McMaster. Uh, give me okay. One, you've got Fallout Four on my list. Surely there's something else that's missing from my list. Uh, there's a few. Uh, Gears of War. Okay, Halo hold on, Five. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh wait, wait, wait. War, two strike throughs. Halo Five. Let me get a big old black magic marker and just make sure I can't write. Just huge cross out. All right, good. What else can I not care about? Oh God! All right, Halo I'll throw some crap. Rock Band Four, hold Uncharted. On, hold on. Rock Band. Four. All right, one line through because I already have Rock Band and Guitar Hero. I have plenty of plastic. So here's the thing with Rock Band Four, and every now and then they'll send out a little press release saying, "Hey, here's um, oh, yeah. you know, five of the new songs we're gonna have, and maybe one of them I like 20% care about." Uh, I've got a huge library of songs. I've already got my plastic instruments. It still works. Uh, you know, I've still got my 360 plugged in. Uh, I don't need another Rock Band, and I can't imagine. We're going to have to rebuild our music libraries, right? No, they they, they, no, they, they, uh, they pulled oh, over. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me erase the strike through. Now, they did say that they're going to come out at a time because they have to convert all of them, but they said they will match your your with oh. the ones that come oh, oh, out. Oh, no, they I know what my problem is, Master. My problem is all of mine are on the 360. I don't think there's any way to transfer that library to a PS4. Yeah, that's oh, where no. I'm screwed. See, I've got the uh, PS3 uh, version of it because I couldn't find another one. Oh, you actually out. were stuck with the PS3 version of Rock Band. And now, look yeah, who's... And it actually right, and we probably made fun of you at that point, but look who's laughing now. Right. Oh, yes. 
You bastards. All right, so I'm going to tentatively, I'm going to uncross it out. I'm going to put a little asterisk by it because I'm kind of screwed. But maybe I'll just come over and play it at your house. You're always welcome to, of course. Uncharted, I think, is coming up. Uncharted, that out as well. All right, one less I can care about. Okay, go on. Give me something else. I'm sure there's something else I can care about, like Fallout 4. Help me out, McMaster. You don't like Persona, do you? Okay, crossing that out. Note, Japanese. I haven't played enough of the other ones to care. Go on. The Assassin's Creed London thing. Yeah, I can be a sucker for the Ubi stuff. All right. I mean, yeah, me too. I mean, just the setting. Uh, and what is this one know? called? Assassin's Creed colon Syndicate, Syndicate I think. Superfluous. Syndicate? Super, Assassin's yeah, I think Creed Superfluous. Right, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, is it, it is Syndicate, really? I think it is. I think it is because uh, it's about a London crime. See, now so, I guess that's what they want me to see. But I hear that and I think of that old, isn't it an electronic arts game? That like oh, tactical... Okay combat-y thing oh, yeah. when I hear Syndicate. In the future, yeah, when you're, you're, well, you're like walking around in like square, the square with all the people and you're trying like to not exactly, attract yeah. attention and stuff, yeah. That was a cool yeah, game. So I'll, go, I'll go for another Assassin's Creed. I kind of skipped the Paris one, although they've, I imagine, gotten a lot of the issues worked out. I it's, should maybe go back to that. But I... Yeah, well, that's I kind need of the to thing with Master with Assassin's cool. Creed. There's constantly a new one. If you just skip every other one, yeah. then you're kind of great because... By the time you get to every other Assassin's Creed, there's going to be enough cool stuff, hopefully, uh, to make it worthwhile, to make it worth coming back to. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm... yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm with you there, and like, I, I really like the setting of the last one. It just kind of, I don't know. Well, I'm for it. Uh, this is like industrial era London, right? Like, is it? Oh, this is my favorite setting. This is the my favorite setting they've done so far. So hopefully, it's not stupid. Can we, or McMaster, something. This is an important question. Can we be a chick? I don't know. Actually, that's right. a good question. There is a bunch of different people okay. on the cover of it, and two two of them are girls. So you may be I able to. I did love the female character in the Vita one, uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Liberation. Oh God, what is that? Uh, Disharmony, Assassin's Creed Personality, Assassin's Creed. I think it was Liberation was it? That might be right, but it was set in uh, ancient New Orleans. Uh, the woman was uh, – she was a mulatto, which raised some interesting issues. She ran her own business. Yeah. Um, there was kind of a voodoo magic angle, which was really cool. But also she could, like, dress up yeah. and have a, a like one of those big old hoop dresses and a, and a killer parasol with a hidden yeah. gun inside of it. Um, they did really yeah. clever stuff with Liberation. Uh, I really liked that. Yeah, I like yeah. the game a lot too. Uh, and school's on the Vita. I think they also uh, released pretty good a, You know, Ubisoft is great about ports, not, but they, they also did some PC port uh, of I think Liberation, which maybe wasn't terrible. Who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah, who can tell? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they, they. Yeah, they're they're not good with ports. Well, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Apparently, neither is uh, Rocksteady. Well, I was going to say, uh, yeah, didn't, didn't Ubisoft do the port of Arkham Knight for Rocksteady? Yeah. I think they were they, they farmed that out to Ubisoft. And Ubisoft was like, "Oh sure, yeah, we'll apply our expertise to that." Um, I like the idea of them farming right. something to Ubisoft. Ubisoft has so many studios, you know, in their off hours, their downtime. We'll just port Batman real quick. Sure. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Yeah, that worked out really well. You know, that's the problem, man. I like that story in Batman too. I'm gonna Batman have to play too. it again some I like more. The, I like that you think of it Art. as the second, the only the second one worth playing. Batman Two, yeah, because you can kind of. No, actually, Arkham Asylum, I think, is my favorite, no, just for a story. Arkham Asylum, really, the but very Arkham... first one. Yeah, the story's awesome. Yeah, the story's awesome in that one, and it has the best Scarecrow sequences. Mm, I'm not sure I can go with you there. 
So I'm going to make oh, a note to mention that fuck. next week. McMaster's crazy ideas about Batman. All right, I have a note to write that note to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid ideas about Batman. Uh, all right, so McMaster, thank you for revitalizing my interest in this fall season. I have Fallout 4, Assassin's Creed, and then about 15 yes. things that I've crossed out. Um, is Battlefront this year? Oh, let me write I don't think down. it yeah, is. Yeah, it is definitely a Star Wars Battlefront, huh. and then I'm crossing that out as well. Yeah, that's this year because they're wanting McMaster, of course, to cash in on the new Star Wars movie that comes out in Christmas timey. Um, Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Uh, I I really kind of feel, and I've actually done this recently, I say recently within the last several months, if I want a Battlefront fix, I'm just going to go to Battlefield 4. I mean, that game has been so well polished, there's so much content for it. Why why play Hardline? Why play the Star Wars one? Just go right back to Battlefield 4. It's still tremendous, right? Yeah, actually, really, uh, it it really is. It seems to be the best. I haven't played Hardline since freaking Jeff taught me in the box. Oh, once again, peer pressure, <laughs> but, uh, Master. That's how you choose the games that you play, right? So. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Or I just buy them all, hopefully, uh, is the other and way it's it kind of funny, though, with Battlefield 4, it's like Electronic Arts, Arts kind of shot themselves in the foot with their model of just, hey, iterate and do new, minor variations on game. Like, they made it so good that nobody really needs to buy the follow-up or the Star Wars version, or I'm sure it'll do fine. But just for me, from a gameplay, yeah. leveling up perspective, I've already got it. Uh, I don't, I'm fine with Battlefield 4, I'm sure, for another two, three years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the funny thing about uh, Battlefield 4, too, is it had such a rocky launch, but it has been, like, the, the most right, solid right. of their games. Well, that really does, Master, that does bring up an interesting point. If... You give any game, whether, you know, we mentioned Assassin's Creed, the Paris one, certainly my experience with uh, Fallout New Vegas. uh, I guess. You let a a good game age and get enough post-release support, you're probably going to be sitting pretty. So basically, the lesson here, don't play games unless they're two years years old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, that would be a crazy thing for me All right, so Ambassador, I have to call you out for this. Just I feel people need to know this about you. Uh, listeners, here's what I played for McMaster earlier today, and 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 I want oh, you to know, he guessed. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna play it. Listeners, listen to this real quick. <laughs> All right, that'll probably sound familiar to a lot of people. McMaster hears that and he goes, "Oh, that's <sighs> that's uh, that's uh, Super Mario Brothers." Yeah, <laughs> I'm a PC game. No, wait a minute. Say, yeah, yeah, you know? Okay, so everyone knows that is, of course, Sonic the Hedgehog's theme. Uh, you make you make Sonic cry, McMaster, when you guess that that is Super Mario Brothers. Um, uh, well, listen, you know what? Sonic has made me cry over the years with all the horrible iterations of that enough, freaking game. <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog. It does deserve some grief, so fair enough, McMaster. Right. Oh, my God. All right, well, I want to thank, thank folks for listening. Uh, this has just been our uh, regular catch-up podcast. We want to thank our sponsor, Windows 10. Revolution... Wait, I can't read it because I wrote all these game names and crossed them out. Revolutionize the power of gaming on your PC with Windows 10. Sign up today for your free update. You won't regret it. Windows 10, because Microsoft means gaming. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, McMaster. Thanks uh, for joining us today. Uh Folks, come oh, yeah. back next week. I'll be here with Brandon uh, Kakowski-Chanel to talk Arkham Knight. Uh, and for your uh, listening pleasure, we uh, leave you with a little bit of Van Halen. Oh, yes, please. Oh, yes, please.
Remember, Master, tell me for, for serious, because we're not recording now. Tell me for true. Did you really not know this was Zeppelin? I know. I, I I thought it was. I just don't know the song. So this is a song. This this I song has like lyrics about uh, trouble-free transmission. Get your oil flowing. Mama gonna pump your gas. So as you oh. can see, they they care a lot sure. about like automotive issues. There's no there's no subtext there. This is just straight yes, up about cars, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, it's that and Mordor. That's pretty much how right, exactly. Zeppelin's got on lockdown. Geek stuff and, and taking care of your vehicle. You know, being really attentive towards your your vehicle and, and its sure. maintenance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah.